Fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, it is. Welcome into the program. What's up? Great to have you along with us for a pre-Friday celebration. Man, we are getting so close you can almost taste it. You can taste the sweet treats. You can taste the Christmas, the cookies or the... Special things, fill in the blank of whatever you like to make for the holidays. It's just a couple of days away, and I know that by really tomorrow, you're going to be zoned out completely and getting set for that holiday mode. Have you wrapped your gifts yet? I have not. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. I have not wrapped my Christmas gifts yet. So we'll have some fun with some of the holidays uh, coming up momentarily. We have a big show lined up for you. Bottom of this hour, we have Pastor Ben Graham. He is a pastor. He is a movie director. He is a producer, and they have a new Christmas movie out, which you can watch. It's a great family drama or family rom-com or family movie that you can enjoy with the whole entire family. We'll talk about the messaging from Hollywood. We'll talk about great things that you can watch during the holiday festive season and do it with a great message as well. So excited to chat with Ben, uh, Pastor Ben Graham. Coming up in just a little bit. Also, we'll play an interview that we did a little bit ago because I'm in a festive mood today and I feel like I want to rehear it so that way it'll remind you to maybe listen to some fun stuff during the weekend as well. So welcome into it. If you do acknowledge it in any way, shape, or form as well, today is also winter solstice, which means the next three days are the three darkest days of the entire year. And for those that look into any significance of that at all, then it's supposed to be the time of the darkness before light comes back, which can coincidentally is the same time as Christmas time when Jesus is born and the light comes to the earth and that sort of thing. If that's what you celebrate, uh, you could just look at it as it's three dark days until we start getting some lighter days again and the, the sun stays out a little bit longer. Or you can celebrate it however you want to. But it is winter solstice time. It is Yule time. It is Hanukkah. It is Christmas. Really, all of the big celebrations of the year compiled into one big time frame. And it's really fun to watch and hear how everybody does their own traditions because some people love to put the Christmas tree in their house, whether it's real or plastic. I enjoy the real ones. I'm not able to do the real ones because Mrs. Voice of Reason has an allergy and it does leave a bit of a pine needle mess on occasion. But I personally enjoy live Christmas trees. One of these days we're going to do the uh, Christmas family vacation and go out and cut down our very own tree and see how well that experience, <laughs> that experience goes if anybody watches that one with uh, their Christmas movies. What kind of movies do you like to watch during that Christmas festivity? We'll talk about all that throughout the show and have some fun getting you set into the holiday cheer for sure. But I want to shift gears because we will get some politics as well. Trust me, believe me, Donald Trump spoke a little bit earlier today about his issue with the Supreme Court in Colorado and taking off the ballot. We have some of that audio and more, so we'll we'll touch on that in just a minute. But we sat down with an individual a couple of weeks ago, and I want to play part of that interview again on the show because it is related to Christmas. And if you are looking for ways to maybe have that background theme going while the family and friends begin to trickle into town, now's the appropriate time to do it. As he is a major Fox News contributor doing the Ingram Angle and Laura Ingram's program, he's also a music producer, a singer, and a writer of his new Christmas special CD that's kind of a jazzy big band theme to it, but Raymond Arroyo that you see on Fox News all the time that came out with his new Christmas album as he joined us here on The Voice Reason. Talk about that going into the holiday season. How are you, my friend? 
Andy. What a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so much fun. I'm excited to have you on here. First off, congrats on the album. Uh, we were talking a little bit off the air. I love jazz. I don't listen to it as much as I would like, but I don't hear a lot of people talk about jazz, at least in the region that I'm from here right now. And it's good to see kind of a revival of traditional jazz out there again. Well, there's not, you know, not a lot of people are what I would call uh, keepers of that jazz flame. You know, look, I, I grew up in New Orleans, uh, you know, aside from Harry Connick and, and Michael Blueblay, it's sort of Diana Krull, I guess. It's kind of fallen away. But I like a very traditional, straight-ahead, melodic jazz. I don't like progressive jazz. I'm not a fan of that. And I think that's sort of overtaken the genre. So this Christmas album, you know, it's in the spirit of Sinatra and Nat King Cole. Um, and and it, it has very rich. In fact, when we when we handed the arrangements to some of these players, uh, some of the guys in my band, they'd been playing for 20 and 30 years together. They backed Sinatra, uh, Johnny Mathis, uh, T- Tony Bennett. And they said, wow, the, we love these scores. These are old school scores. And they do. it sounds rich and full and it's melodic and infectious. That is what I'm talking about when I say jazz. It's it's really a big band album. Yeah. You know, it feels more like Count Basie than, you know, some progressive uh, little trio. Uh, and it's beautiful. These songs are so beautiful. I mean, the, the Christmas canon is so uh, profound and rich. And I guess I, I took some of these songs for granted as well before, you know, diving into this album. And once I took a look at the lyrics and the history and the context of these songs, I realized so many of them we misunderstand and we may have approached in the wrong way. So, you know, the Christmas Merry and Bright, this album is really my attempt to reframe these songs we thought we knew and impart them in a new way and hopefully uh, re-energize them, revivify them for the next generation. Well, that's what we need to do. When when I think of Christmas music, now I'm a kind of a rock and metal head, so I kind of turned everything's better in metal, so I kind of twist it that way. But when you think of the traditionals, uh, you think of the the Bing Crosby and the Frank Sinatra and the Elvis Presley. And when you hear those, it brings back so many emotions and so many memories of growing up as a kid with the family and the the snow outside yep. and the Christmas lights and the opening, the presents and the family and the, the eggnog. It brings back that emotion. And I think that's what people need. Well, Andy, you know, I look, I've been blessed through the Christmas specials I've done on my other show on EWTN. Every year I would have the great voices of Christmas and some of my heroes join me. And so it was actually that it was a record producer who saw me singing with Andy Williams and Johnny Mathis and Keely Smith and uh, Aaron Neville uh, over the years, and they came to me and said, why don't you record a Christmas album? And I said, no, I've got, what do I have to contribute to a Christmas <laughs> album? And then I looked at it closely, I, I studied these songs, and I said, maybe there's something new we could do here. And it's new because it's old. We yeah. dove deep into um, the background of these songs, and then I went to Kevin Costa. Now, Kevin Costa, many in your audience won't know that name, but you know his work. He arranged and orchestrated the Lion King, the Jungle Book for Disney. Um, oh my gosh, the the, the Greatest Showman, uh, oh, The Dark yeah. Knight. I mean, incredible pieces. Kevin is such a talent, and he took these twelve songs and together we sort of shaped them and set them. I think in the proper framing, you know. And we can get into some of that, you know, the the hidden meaning of Jingle Bells and and uh, Deck the Halls and what I discovered kind of led not only our orchestrations and the band uh, arrangements, 
but my vocal performance as well. Mm. And I think that's why it's resonated with people. Look, we've been at the top of Amazon's bestseller chart really since it came out for two months. And uh, I mean, what a thrill to be there with all your heroes. There's Ella Fitzgerald and Sinatra and Bing Crosby. And you're number one in that category. I'll take it all. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, here's the question. And uh, now that you do deep dive, yeah, let's talk about some of these lyrics and some mm-hmm. of these songs and the history of them. Here's the question. Baby, it's cold outside. That's that's the rape song, right? We, we need to ban that one, right? <laughs> you know, it's such a silly thing. We we cannot look at the past through the <laughs> eyes of the present. You know, presentism is still a sin in my eyes. Um, th- look, that was a song written by Frank Lesser that he and his wife, Frank Lesser, wrote Guys and Dolls and so many beautiful songs. But this was kind of a little showpiece that he and his wife would sing at Christmas parties in the neighborhood. Yeah. That's how the song was created. So it doesn't have to do it's not about rape. It's about a guy, uh, you know, uh, making overtures to a girl and a girl telling him, no, I'm not. I've I got to go. I got to leave. And then she kind of wants to stay, too. It, it, it's human. It's a human song. It's a sweet song. Now, is it the height of Christmas music? No, it's not. But it's a catchy, sweet ditty. And I think a great part of the American songbook. Yeah, absolutely. When you were going through some of these and really trying to find the true meaning of these songs, which one do you think was one of the more meaningful that resonated with you the most? Well, I mean, Silent Night, Go Tell It on the Mountain. I mean, you hear Go Tell It on the Mountain, and I love that song. It's infectious, and, you know, we really bring in a kind of fun Dixieland vibe to that song, and you you can't help but tap your feet. I did not know that that was a song that was almost lost. It was actually part of the African-American spirituals that was sung on the campus of Fisk University in Nashville. And a guy named James Work was the choral director of what was then the Fisk Jubilee Singers. They still exist today. And they, they were singing all of these beautiful African-American spirituals. Well, he remembered hearing this when he was a student on that campus. They, the kids would go door-to-door on Christmas Day singing Go tell it on the mountain. He rewrote it slightly, tried to remember the lyrics as they sang them, and preserved it. That's how it was handed down. That's how it came to us. And uh, there's another neat background there. The reason that Nashville is known as Music City is because Mr. Work and the Fisk Jubilee Singers went to perform for Queen Victoria in the 1800s. And after hearing them, she said, oh, that must be Music City in Nashville. And... So it was, uh, and she. So she was the one that gave them that moniker, Music City, and uh, we're still go telling it on the mountain. I mean, it's a it's a, a natural, organic expression of I think great American song. Yeah. And uh, I, I wanted to include it on the album because that, I, I think it's important to pass these songs and these traditions along to our children. And you know, you said it earlier. We love these traditions, but these Christmas songs to me, they're almost like prayers. What other genre of music, Andy, did your great-great-grandfather sing? Are you singing, and will your children's children be singing? Only Christmas music. It's sacred, it's beautiful, and it runs right back in time and into the future. And there's almost no music I know of that's like that. Yeah, no, it is It is a tradition that keeps on in you know, different fads, different top contemporary, mm-hmm. rock and roll, country, whatever it may be. Uh, they're great, but then they fade away until the new next hit comes comes around. But even when they're remade and remade with some of the newer artists, they're the same song and they resonate yep. with the same messaging uh, day in and day out, year in and year out, generation in generation out. And uh, that's something that I don't know of any any other type of genre making or yep. doing. 
No, it's eternal. They're eternal. And I think, you know, my, my after looking at them all, after studying them, and, you know, I studied like 60 songs. I did. I, I went to libraries and I pulled, went to get music scores from Lincoln Center in New York. And, I, you know, I, I, I took this seriously. And I, I had 60 songs originally. Then I cut it down to 20 and then finally to the 12 we included on the album. Wow. Um, but I was, you know, you're, you're stunned by it. The question comes, why is it so eternal? Why, why, why? Why do we hold on to it? I think because it's the one of the very few genres of music that touches the divine. It mm. touches on the birth of God, God coming into earth. I mean, that's what so many of these songs are straining at, yearning at, surrounding in some way. And that gives it its timeless, eternal quality. Um, and, and I think it's, it's still what touches people deep down, whether they can express it or not. That's what's getting them. Or whether they acknowledge it or not, or even recognize it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Correct. You know, it's like true. prayer. It's like sung prayer. Uh, it, you know, you don't. You, people don't know why they're they suddenly their feelings are changed or they have a reaction to something, but they have it, and that's how I think Christmas music is I or should it. be. That's Raymond Arroyo again. He's got his new music out, his new album, and really excited to listen to some of that. I think that's the perfect time to be able to celebrate during the Christmas festivities with the family and friends coming out. If you don't want to talk politics, I, I guess if you have to, you can play some Christmas music in the background and play the traditionals with that hidden meaning of what the uh, reason for the season is actually about. Kind of some cool stuff. All right, when we come back, we'll get into some of the latest headlines. Uh, former President Donald Trump speaking earlier today regarding his challenges with the Colorado Supreme Court and him being on the ballot there for the 2024 presidential elections. The U.S. Supreme Court taking a look at it. What did he say? We'll do that when we come back and so much more right here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, it is. Reason, common sense, rationale. It's what we do on the program each and every day. Hailing from Wichita, Kansas, our big flagship radio station, KQAM, Wichita's big talker. Broadcasting out on numerous different stations all over the place. So wonderful to have you with us here as we get into the holiday mode. Raymond Arroyo, great individual. We'll have him back on again at some point, but hopefully his... Albums rocking it still. Coming up, bottom of the hour, we are going to shift gears and talk some mu- or Christmas movies as well. Some family movies. Is Hollywood gone too woke? Is Disney gone too woke? And are you still watching any of their content? Got to be honest, I haven't seen a new Disney movie in a long time. Little Voice of Reason still likes them to a degree, but they're not even just that good anymore. Even she's just like, meh, whatever. Time to move on. Although she is growing up too. <laughs> Daddy's a little sad about that. All right, let's get into what's trending here, shall we? we got some stuff to talk about. What's trending today? So earlier today, Trump was speaking at, where was this? He was speaking somewhere regarding the Colorado Supreme Court and their decision to boot him off the ballot in 2024 in the state of Colorado. Obviously, like we said yesterday, I don't want to focus a lot of time on it because it's stupid. It's not going to last. The U.S. Supreme Court will override it and they will put him back on the ballot, even though Colorado is going to throw a, a temper tantrum because that's just what Democrats do and they don't get what they want. But there's no legal basis for them to do so. It was just a political decision for them to say, well, haha, we got you, Trump. We're going to put a little dig into you, which isn't going to go very far. But Donald Trump speaking and hat tip to Newsmax on this earlier today. Not one but two immigration disasters. We have one on the border. 
And we have one in the Biden State Department, which is admitting colossal amounts of jihadists into our communities and campuses and our refugee programs. That's why you see all of these big demonstrations in New York, in Chicago. Nobody can believe what's taking place. They're letting them in at levels that nobody's ever seen before. We cannot allow that to happen. And we don't want to be like Europe with jihads on every corner. That's what happens. I mean, we're going to have, we're going to be like Europe. You take a look at London, you take a look at Paris, you take a look at what's going on over there. We want to be the United States of America and we want to make our country great again. Right now, we don't have a great country. We have a laughing stock. As president, I will end once and for all the mass importation of anti-Semitism into the United States. And just as I did before, we will keep radical Islamic terrorists the hell out of our country. We're going to keep them out of our country. We were keeping them out. We were keeping them out. You remember the travel ban on day one. I will restore our travel ban. We had a travel ban because we didn't want people coming into our country who. Yeah, really- what a wild concept. That again was Donald Trump earlier today. He goes on to talk about how Crooked Joe is actually the insurrectionist by allowing illegal immigrants to continue to flood into the southern border. Here's the wild part about all this is now there's a new poll. Now take polls with a grain of salt and take it with a very large grain of salt for this one because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because if people either there's two things going on here either they don't know the issue so they just see donald trump bad therefore this is good to ban him off the ballot in california or they're just political activists wanting to try and spread this garbage but either way according to mediaite.com latest poll shows that 54 percent of americans approve of colorado kicking donald trump off the ballot now (laughs) now again I highly doubt that there's actually that many people that want Donald Trump off the ballot. So either they don't know any better because they don't understand the legalities behind it. They just say Trump bad. This is a good news. Or they're the actual media just trying to spread these lies. But according to YouGov America, they show that overall U.S. adults had a 54% rate of saying that it was a good thing Donald Trump was booted off the ballot. If I remember correctly, other states have tried this as well, and it didn't go too well. According to this poll, they say 84% of Democrats, 48% of independents, and even 24% of Republicans say they support in removing Donald Trump off of the ballot. I wonder what they're going to say when the Supreme Court comes back and says, well, he was never charged with insurrection. He never actually performed a quote-unquote insurrection on January 6th. Therefore, there's no grounds for this. You guys abused the law, and now there's going to be repercussions for using politics and biased opinion in your legal decisions as a Supreme Court for an entire state. Will there be? Probably not. Lots more coming up. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, it is. Welcome back into it. Always wonderful to have you along for the ride. Your patriot on the prairie, your millennial general, your person of reason, common sense, your Hoosier holic leader, I guess. Welcome into it. Always wonderful to have you here going into the holidays. So excited, man. You can almost taste it. You can taste the cookies and the milk, Santa Claus. <laughs> However you celebrate it. I, I still have to wrap my presents. I still do. I'm excited. I did, however, I was excited last night. Uh, we It was a tradition we do every single year is Little Voice of Reason. She's nine now, and we get her interested. Every year we go to a candlelight church vigil with our local church. 
and they had it last night. So we went to that and sang the hymnals and and got to sit there. And she, for the first time, got to hold the little candle as well as they lit it. And she was so excited because it was kind of a cool deal for her. So uh, nice traditions that you have. I'd love to hear some of your traditions as we move along here as well. Speaking of traditions, what do you watch that is holiday-oriented for you to kick off your holiday season? As you know, and this is our latest in What's Trending, by the way. What's Trending Today? I watched my official... Halloween movie, or Halloween, my Christmas movies, right after Thanksgiving, we launched it. We watched Die Hard, then we watched Die Hard 2, and then we watched Lethal Weapon, and then we watched Home Alone. My little girl is stuck on Home Alone, and she loves it now. So we're watching, and I love adding to the collection of things that we watch every year as the tradition for your Christmas to really know that, like, all right, the holiday's here, and now we can finally get into the groove and actually celebrate this. And there's a new one on the market, and you're not going to want to miss this one because this is going to be the perfect way. Because now, with the ongoing battle with Hollywood, which we'll talk about here a little bit as well, you have to have, I don't know, family-oriented movies and movies with an actual story and movies that actually have a good message for you. Kind of difficult to find in today's times. And to talk about some of that and so much more, we're happy to have on here. He is the lead actor and producer of the new movie, Christmas at Keystone. Happy to have on here Pastor Ben Graham. Ben, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you here. I'm excited for this movie as well. I'm glad it's going well. And I'm glad to hear that there are some new Christmas movies out for us to enjoy and get into those feel-good seasons and have it actually with a positive message to it. No, absolutely. So, you know, uh, listening to your uh, your dialogue there, by my wife and I, we have four boys, and uh, now we have uh, our oldest uh uh, him and his wife gave us a beautiful granddaughter, but uh, we love to watch the Christmas films. Uh, my oldest son uh, got stuck on Home Alone and just continues to watch that. Matter of fact, his all-time favorite movie is Home Alone 2. Yes. When he got married, I, I've become friends with a guy named Rob Schneider who was in that movie. Just the, But <laughs> Rob, a uh, comedian, kind of become a, a conservative voice. And uh, so I text Rob. I said, hey, man, can you give a shout-out to Jordan? He did, and that was really cool. But uh you know we're 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 loving this. This is a unique film because uh, this is the first time my wife and I, uh, my wife in real life of 25 years, her and I are the leads together. We get to fall in love in this movie. Um, I, a lot of films that she did, a lot of movies I did. We, you know, always uh, had somebody playing our our spouse and, and never got to do one together. And so it was super special to do this together and to do a Christmas movie because there's just something about this time of the year that. You know, just really, I think, uh, you know, nothing's better than, than being together with family and being able to celebrate. So yeah. it was really awesome to get to do that with her. That is really cool. I love that. I love I loved to hear the fact that you guys can actually enjoy that together as a family and, and be able to make this movie. Is there an ongoing battle right now? And I, I'm starting to notice that with, with you making a movie like this, with so many other, uh, I guess, off non-Hollywood type of, of sets and studios that are coming out with this stuff, that this is on the rise right now because it seems like that Hollywood is beginning to crumble. Their wokeness, their progressive agenda, their bad messaging that they have for the children, that it's finally starting to catch up with them and that people are looking for this type of content. Yeah, no doubt. So for years, Hollywood kind of, you know, was able to handcuff uh, everybody else. You you still had to in some way go through them, uh, whether it be distribution uh, to get, you know, it back in the day with DVDs or VHS, get them in the stores. You kind of had to go through them and they would allow certain things, but, you know, they was always uh, really restrictive. And now because of, you know, uh, the way uh, social media and all these platforms have been created, there's just been new avenues. Uh, a lot of people 
uh, like Dinesh D'Souza, you know, released his most recent film, not in theaters, but went a totally different route through Rumble and a couple other platforms. So people have gotten creative. Um, I think there's just a, uh, there's always been a demand for good family content. Um, even the Hollywood, when they would do good family films, they always did well. They just didn't do a lot of them because that didn't really fit with, I think, the agenda and what they were pushing. And so, you know, in this film, we also have a guy named Kevin Sarbo, who's probably the original cancel culture from Hollywood. He had played Hercules back in the day. And um, Kevin uh, was involved, and we got a Corbin Burnson, who's another guy, was in Major League, and he was in uh, shows like Psych and L.A. Law. And just, you know, there's a lot of people who are, are... coming over to more independent films like this and saying, I want to be involved in this. I want to be in something that I can be proud of, you know, and, and not be ashamed to do. And I think there is a big movement of getting away from just the woke movement uh, that Hollywood has created, um, you know, in their backyard. Yeah. I mean, they've kind of created the scenario for it, but like you said, there's so many different outlets now, different streaming services, different websites, different ways that you can produce something and get it out there for the consumer and, and they're eating it up. I love it. We're talking with Pastor Ben Graham with uh, the new producer and actor in the new movie Christmas at Keystone. Give us a little bit of a tease. What does this movie entail? What is this movie all about? Well, my character, John, is a very successful business guy, but uh, his wife passed away five years ago. They always go to this place called Keystone Resort every Christmas. So he goes there to honor her, but, of course, he's just focused on business. He's doing really well. You know, that's what his life has become. And he gets to the resort, and he gets challenged a little bit. that There's more to life than just work. And uh, he uh, uh, goes on a pretty unique journey, and uh, uh, there's a lot of fun things that happen there as he, you know, is there – at this beautiful resort, but he's focused on business, but pretty soon he starts discovering a lot of the fun amenities they have and, and starts enjoying life a little bit, uh, which is what uh, encourages uh, uh, Kevin and Corbin's uh, characters to show up at the resort unannounced and uh, try to figure out what's happening with the business deal that was supposed to take place. And it's a great, fun Christmas movie. And of course, the other thing I'm excited about was um, because I'm in Nashville, we do a lot of songwriting. You live here, you kind of have to. Uh, but this was the first time I wrote a song uh, and gave it to uh, the team that was scoring it, and they actually put the song I wrote in the opening of the film. And so that was kind of fun to wow. um, get to have that in there as well, uh, called The Big Man's Coming to Town. Um, but so we, we had a lot of fun with this. We're actually already working on another uh, movie for next Christmas. And, uh, you know, um, while we do a plethora of other films uh, from action, you know, you mentioned – uh, Die Hard, we're, we're working on one in Europe right now, kind of our version of Die Hard. It's an action pack at Christmas time. We just recorded the, the music for it with the Italian orchestra about a month ago. We're working on these different ones, but there's just something about Christmas movies that just, you know, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just, it, it's something you can do as a family and it's kind of a little magical at this time of year to just feel enjoyed. And honestly, uh, I'm very much somebody that's engaged with what's going on in our culture and society, and I, I think we have to be engaged. A lot of people don't want to be, and they bury their heads in the sands. But there is a point, I think, where all of us just need to unwind and get away from it and, and, and you know, have a little break, uh, maybe for a few days. And I think that's for a lot of people, Christmas does that for them. Yeah. Well, it does. Like you said, I mean, it, it really brings out the certain feel, certain environment, certain uh, just uh, emotion for individuals and when you see those movies that just really bring that home and really create that environment create that emotion create that family unit that you're excited about during the christmas time they're going to want to see that every single year and i think that's what this movie is going to do 
for a lot of individuals, which I really like because right now it, it, we kind of touch on it with Hollywood. They're not only attacking the culture, but they're trying to kill off that mindset and try and dominate that. And it's it's not working any longer when it just doesn't make sense with what they're doing. And I don't think it's making it any better right now with AI and with the strike that we saw from the writers recently that they're not creating even the best of content right now. Yeah, absolutely. And if you'll notice, there's been the last couple of years, um, it's almost like there's been a shortage of ideas because they're doing, you know, they're rebooting everything. Um, there's nothing really new or creative coming out. They're rebooting everything. And it's almost as if uh, there's there's just a dark cloud over Hollywood. I mean, and I don't mean from a maybe a, a spiritual warfare. I think that's there too, but just like of, of uh, a lack of creativity. And um, right now there's just this battle going on and it's um it's kind of been good for independent companies like us because um it's allowing us to get better actors and actresses you know who are looking for another avenue looking for another route to go and um it, it's it's been it's been really good and you know we're seeing um you know we're seeing good results of this uh one of the things for us is sometimes we're a little leery about you know distribution because you want to you know most people are watching prime or youtube or they're watching you know, um, some of these other mainstream platforms. And so that's where you got to get your content, but then you, you know, you kind of have these clashes with them. Um, just like with social media, you know, there's algorithms that they like to push certain films, certain projects. So you have that. So this is something that we're continually working on, um, creating our own studios, creating our own platforms or finding platforms that, um, you know, we don't have to be stuck with, with, uh, you know, going with what mainstream says we have to do in order to fit on their platform. And, you know, it's a battle that's going to continue to grow. And it's one we're going to continue to try to, to fight because you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, being a family man, I want, I want to be able to sit down and watch great films with my family and not have to worry about them getting uh, some woke agenda pushed down our throats, you know. Um, yeah. And I think the majority of America feels that way. Um, it may not feel like it because... So much of the media pushes the, the other side, but I think the majority of, of people feel that way. They just want to watch something good and wholesome, and they don't want to have this this stuff being shoved down their throat. I completely agree. Yeah, I think that they they want something that's not uh, seeing an agenda right in front of their eyes. But come on, Ben, you're telling me that we don't want a reboot of Home Alone 27 nowadays? What's wrong with you? I mean, come on, <laughs> why can't we do that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, actually counted the other day. I didn't know there was like six or seven of them. I didn't know that. I, I, I do one and two, and I think I knew there was a third one. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's continuing. But they just yeah, keep on going. I tell you what, Ben, hey, hold on that. Stuff. Yeah, hold that line. We got to take a hard break here. Hold that thought. We'll continue this when we come back. It's Pastor Ben Graham. PastorBenGraham.com is the website. We'll get more of this when we come back. Stay here. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we do here on the program each and every day. So great to have you with us here. As we got one more segment left to wrap it up, the program for a pre-Friday celebration. Just carpe dinisms all over the place. It's what we do. Hanging out with Pastor Ben Graham. PastorBenGraham.com is the website. Go and check it out. You can see the podcast. You can see all the books and films. You can see the multiple movies that he has made super cool stuff loving it uh ben let's shift gears just for a moment here and talk about the culture 
and society today. And I saw a little bit of it early on, like right around Thanksgiving time, but then I haven't really seen much of it, which I think is good news. I don't know if I just haven't noticed it or not, but the ongoing attack that we have on Christmas every single year, and you can't say Merry Christmas, you have to say Happy Holidays, and oh, you can't be talking about what this season's really about, and the attack on just the festive season that we're in right now, which I'll, I'll admit, if someone's Jewish, you know, I tell them Merry Christmas, they tell me Happy Hanukkah, we live happily ever after, we're happy as a clam, but the ones that are just angry about it and offended by everything, are we seeing that this year, or has it been a little bit calmer this year? I don't know if it's because of so many other things going on that they they forgot to <laughs> stir that up this year. I don't know what happened. Maybe they're celebrating, you know, uh, Trump not being on the ballot in Colorado. I don't know what it is, but I haven't noticed it this year. Um, matter of fact, you know, the few times, and of course I live uh, in the Nashville, Tennessee area, and people are generally um, a little more open about things like that here, but Every once in a while, somebody will, you know, maybe throw in a happy holidays or, or even just a more generic greeting. And I'm I'm reminding myself to say Merry Christmas. But every time I do, I, they say it back. Um, and I just I haven't heard much this year. And I, I was in uh, about 14 states over the last few weeks doing a uh, promotional tour for the film. And everywhere I went, I mean, I, I just didn't catch much of that. So. It is. It's funny you bring it up, but I, I don't really remember hearing much about it. So maybe they're just so busy with uh, so many other agendas. You know, the the colleges are you know so focused on uh, Hamas that they don't have time to think about Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's good news. They forgot to be upset about this one. Can you imagine then waking up every day and just feeling? What am I going to be offended about today? I'm going to be angry about something. I'm going to try and change something because it just angers me that people live their life this way. Like I don't know how that's a, a positive way to live your life. It's tough. And, you know, um, I, I remind believers, you know, because sometimes believers get offended. Uh, maybe not in this way, but, you know, we could talk about this another time. I think part of the one of the reasons we have such a problem in our nation is because, quote-unquote, Christians and churches who, you know, aren't willing to take a stand. But even I find sometimes they're offended, and I always love to remind them there's a verse of Scripture for everything. And God says, Great peace have they which love His law, talking about His Word, and it says nothing shall offend them. And so if you truly love God's Word, you won't get offended, you know. Um, and and it just seems like even nowadays uh, people in the churches are so offended, and we're offended for everybody else, and we're offended about everything else. And to the point now, we we've allowed ourselves to be silent about things that should matter to us, and we've forgotten the, the very foundation of our nation and the principles uh, on which we were founded upon. And so I think it's important, you know, um, not to be unkind, but just to, to, to also be bold and, you know, um, keep speaking truth, um, because, you know, truth is ultimately what will set people free. And, and uh, you know, so when it comes to Christmas time. Uh, you know, people are more open to talk about what's the reason for the season. Jesus is a little more open to that. And so I try to take advantage of that and really, you know, share that as much as I can. Yeah. Well, yeah, speak the truth and live by example. Just live by example. We don't have to even go out and outwardly try to impose onto somebody else. We just live by example. And when we're doing well and we're living happily and everything's going hunky-dory and everybody's just getting along, people are going to be drawn to that and say, what are you guys doing that makes it so wonderful to live and be happy all the time? Because you, it's got to be exhausting to be angry constantly and offended by everything in your entire life. And that's unless that's what you've made as your own personal identity. It is Pastor Ben Graham, PastorBenGraham.com. Go and check out the website. Ben, we got about 30 seconds here. Where can people go and check out the movie, and where where can they find it online? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. You can find it on Amazon Prime, on YouTube, on 
Voodoo Dish Direct TV, uh, Christmas at Keystone, K-E-E-S-T-O-N-E. And uh, you can find it on there and watch it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Ben, I appreciate the time very much, my friend. Good luck with the movie. Congratulations. I can't wait to see your other one when you make it like a diehard action-packed movie for Europe next next year as well. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll be in there. I'll be watching that one, too. So we got to get you back on again here real soon and talk some more stuff. What do you say? Absolutely, brother. Thank you for what you do. I appreciate it. Hey, great stuff. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll get him back on the program real soon. It's Pastor Ben Graham. Again, PastorBenGraham.com. Plus, you can go to all the great sites and go check out the movie as well. Appreciate him very much. There it is. We're done for today. Back at it again tomorrow. Tomorrow's our special holiday episode we do every single year. Our audio bits, our audio clips, our fun stories that we tell, all the great stuff to get you set into the mood. One of my favorite episodes of the entire year. We'll do that tomorrow. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you on the radio.